the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Uh, give us a call. Be a part of the show. Calvin's answering a question off the air. Uh, and you're welcome to come on by Millburgers where we're live at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And you can ask your gardening question in person. You, uh, maybe you can bring a sample or something. But come visit us. Today's a good day to come visit. Uh, nice sunny Beautiful skies. Beautiful day. Yeah, it's pretty, very pretty. <clears throat> nice sunny skies, cool temperatures. Uh, and everybody here at Millburgers is having a good time uh, out playing in the pumpkin patch, taking pictures, uh, riding the terror train. Uh, which is not too terrible, <laughs> uh, but it's a lot of fun, and uh, we'll. Uh, I couldn't hear Roger. No, I, have, I haven't seen Roger on it yet, so I don't That's know. Why it's not too terrible? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and they've got the maze, the hay maze, and all kinds of fun with that, and uh, spooky, scary stuff. Lots of fun here at Millburgers, and lots of beautiful plants. A uh, new shipment of pa- of uh, pumpkins. <laughs> oh, is that right? Okay. Yeah, uh, the little ones. Oh, well, I don't got, doubt those. They've got them separated into white little ones. Oh, okay. And, and orange. Uh, orange little ones. Very cool. Well, you know, people like those. We were, we've were we been noticing the whole time that yeah. that people don't, uh, they, don't they don't walk by. With, they have a kid yeah. without getting a little pumpkin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Calvin's going to go show the... The gentleman a spray. Yeah, uh, we've had several citrus. Uh, we just, Calvin and I just came from the herb market. Uh, we were from, we are asking the experts from 9 to 10. All right. You were not asking, the, you were the experts. Yeah, there. right, right. And uh, saw a lot, of, a lot of friends over there. Yeah. A lot of people came by. And... Um, uh, but anyway, several people had questions about citrus, and uh, one lady had planted a a, a, seed, a seed of orange, an orange seed, and to their amazement, it came up. Wow. Well, <laughs> well I mean, you know. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you don't expect it. Uh, they've had it for three years. So it's still and not... It, and it, it's still not producing oranges yet. They've got it in a container. I told them to put it in a big container, feed it with Osmocote in the spring, mm-hmm. uh, in the pot, and uh, keep it where they can move it in. Because I kept asking, her, is it a true orange? You know, I mean, Like true a navel orange. orange, yeah. Yeah, like a navel orange. 
And she said it was a delicious orange. Okay. So uh, I told her they were lucky that uh, that citrus come true from seed. Yeah, so the one that they planted, the one they enjoyed is the one yeah, that they... Yeah, yeah. And he asked, uh, the, the husband asked if, uh, I asked him if it had thorns on it. He said, when will it have fruit? And I said, did it have thorns? Because the juvenile citrus yeah, you has thorns. And uh, he said, oh, yeah, it's full of thorns. I said, well, when those thorns start disappearing on the new growth, not, not being initiated on the new growth, that's an indication that it's mature and that it'll start having fruit. Yeah, I think yeah, I've heard you all say as many as seven years. Yeah, yeah. I didn't tell him that. Oh, okay. I told Oops. him five. I hope he's not listening. He's already got three in. So. Okay. And uh, yeah, But usually they, uh, they come into production faster in containers because you basically dwarf them. Oh, well, that's interesting. But people don't realize... <laughs> One of the reasons that we promote uh, the citrus out here that we do, like satsumas and things like that, is because they're smaller trees. And when we had them on their own roots, yeah, that, that was one of the big advantages is that uh, it made the tree smaller. Okay. When you when you put them on a on a rootstock yeah. underneath, then. Uh, they're, the rootstock is adapted, and it takes uh, they they push their growth into the into the top part, and so uh, you end up with a bigger tree. And you see huge trees around San yeah. Antonio. Yeah, man. we've got we've got some in uh, Uvalde uh, that are twenty feet tall. I don't doubt it. Twenty twenty five feet tall. Wow! No, how, how tall is twenty five feet? How big is the crepe myrtle? It's just over. It's it's five feet over twenty feet. Thank you. <laughs> and if I recall correctly, twenty feet is five feet over. Uh, hold on, fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah, there that's right. So the crepe myrtle. How tall is that? Would you guess? That's about twenty. You think that's 25? about twenty? Okay, yeah. I've seen certainly seen them that big with. Oh yeah. Especially yeah, around town that have been there established and. I think it looks like the people either get tired of picking the fruit or... Uh, no, no. Most people with citrus in it and with oranges in their yard. Yeah. They call it oranges. Uh, and they haven't picked the fruit yet. Right. The fruit will eventually fall off, of course. But uh, if they, if the if tree is covered with fruit and it's a sour orange it's a rootstock oh, that's why they haven't eaten the orange they don't like them if it is a sweet orange or a sweet satsuma they're going to eat it the neighbors the visitors okay. everybody else will take take full advantage of that still they'll, pretty... they'll pick every fruit on the tree oh so there's got to be a reason that they're still on the tree. Once they get that tall and established, are they less vulnerable to the cold? Yes. Okay, that's it. Because, yeah, these guys don't look like they've yeah. gotten cold at all. The bigger they get, uh, the more cold-hearted they are. Oh, here, let me turn Calvin up here real quick. Well, that's good to know. All right, well, 210-308-8867. Was he happy with his, uh, yeah. his answer? Good. I sent him away happy. 
right. Uh, another question we're getting on citrus is, uh, and this was citrus that was being sold at the herb market. Mm-hmm. And uh, people would bring a leaf, bring leaves over with uh, little streaks in them, mined out streaks. Oh, is that what the guy had that you were talking to? Leaf miners, yeah. Oh, wow. Did he have leaf miners? Yeah, and then he had damage done earlier this year. Yeah, spring. yeah, that, 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 that's what I saw. Yeah. That's what I was looking at. <laughs> but uh, uh, leaf miner must be bad. Uh, that, that was recent damage that that we were shown at the. So it might they must be uh, kind of bad this year, or they're noticeable. I I won't say bad. Uh, when they have leaf miners uh, in the in the valley, they defoliate the trees. Am I plugged in, Milton? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But anyway. Um, so there's really nothing you can do Is that better? Uh, about spraying them. But uh, it, it, it dis, disco, disfigures the leaf uh, on the citrus. But uh, probably the best control is just pick the affected leaves off. Well, let's do this. Uh, hang on to that thought for a minute because Richard is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Richard. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Not too bad. Question: I bought a chili pekin plant at the Festival of Flowers, and it's been in a uh, earth box, and it has not produced any fruit at all this year. Do I have to wait till next year, or what am I doing wrong? Uh, is it in full sun? It is, and it just took a beating last Friday when we had those heavy winds. Richard, half, half okay, the plant got ripped out. Okay, Lord have mercy. Uh. <laughs> Uh, does it have you seen any blooms on it? None whatsoever. It had, like I said, last Friday it had a bunch of those little white flowers, and it just got totally stripped. Okay, that's that's what I mean. That's a, those are the blooms. So it it has had blooms, but the flower just got stripped. Correct. Did the did the wind do that? It sure did. Like I said, I came home Friday, and it was toppled over on its side, because this plant's probably about four feet high by about four feet wide. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I don't know if it'll re- they They do a lot of blooming and fruit setting in the fall at this time of the year. Okay. Cause I, uh, I, I, it, it, <laughs> it'd been mighty hot. So uh, I, I would say... Uh, it might put on another flush of uh, a bloom, but okay, it, it should be it should be full of fruit now. All right, another question: How often should I add Epsom salts to my fall tomatoes to prevent blossom end rot? Uh, you don't have to do Epsom salt in the uh, in the fall. Oh, none whatsoever. No, you don't have to do that in the fall, and it, it's it's. Uh, it's it's debatable it's it's debatable whether or not uh, <laughs> whether it does any good in the spring. All righty then. Well, you answered my questions. Thank you much. Okay. Right. Thank you for calling in. Thank you, Richard. You Sorry take about care. About your peppers. 
That'll free up a line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, where John is on the line. John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today, John? Pretty good, pretty good. I've got a mystery I hope you can solve for me. All right. Lay it on us. Okay. We have a persimmon tree that's about 25 years old, and the persimmons when we would harvest them, were nice and orange and sweet and everything. Uh, but we then about five years ago, I had a guy trim the doggone thing, and he just really cut it back. And so we're just now getting uh, uh, persimmons off of it. and But they're dark in the middle, you know, the, the fruit, the the meat is real dark, and Mr. Google said that uh, mm-hmm. it, there's some persimmons that are called chocolate persimmons that apparently are, are something special, but we don't know if this thing is a fungus or because I've eaten a couple of them, and they're just absolutely delicious, you know. What could be yeah. wrong? Why are these things black in the, or dark brown in the middle now versus now, the way they that, used that's to be? Not, that's, uh, the chocolate is completely brown, the chocolate, the variety. So uh, you don't you don't now have you, chocolate. Now you broke his heart because he <laughs> thought he had chocolate and he's got a fungal disease instead. That's yeah, what he, you think he it said, is. No, no, I think I think it's the weather. Well, but it, it, the same thing happened last year. We had to the weather last year. <laughs> well, and and also that that pruning. They're a little. They're sensitive to the weather, and they're sensitive to that pruning. Yeah. And so you got a combination of, uh, and they're 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 kind of unpredictable to begin with. Is yours astringent or non-astringent? In other words, I have no. I, I don't have a clue what you're talking about when you say that. Well, okay, uh, astringent means that uh, even after the fruit turns color. And uh, you can, it's it's bitters, bitters quinine when you eat it. Uh, non-astringent, uh, you you can eat it after it turns color. You can eat it uh, uh, even though even though it's not soft. We don't eat them until we know that they're nice and soft and and mushy. There you, you know. There the, the, you go. The the thing about it is the the mystery is why these things are are black in the middle now versus the way they used to be five years ago or six years ago when they used to be nice and orange in the meat of them you know and uh, okay. I looked it up I, on Mister Google and they said the chocolate and I said well hell that's what we got now for some reason you know no yeah you you had an orange one. Is your is your persimmon flat or flat or is it kind of a, a teardrop shape? No, it's it's kind of I think a combination of both. And it used to be they were the size of your hand. You know, you could now they're smaller. They're only about maybe two inches or three or whatever in diameter. You know. But uh, how many how many have you got on a tree? Oh, my wife is yelling at me that they're teardrop. You know, these ladies are trying to tell you every damn thing you're saying wrong. We've got hey, a bunch hey. of I mean, it's a lot of fruit. Okay, and, that's, uh, that's why they're smaller. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we didn't go in there and trim them off. You know what I mean? Uh, right, I right. Got, 
So that, tell me about the I, black stuff. It, uh, is this a fungus? Can I go ahead and eat it? Because I've eaten yeah, four, five, or six yeah. of them. Yeah, uh, you don't see any any type of growth in there, like a little hair, hairy growth no, in there. No, no, no. It's it's just uh, the flesh is uh is Yes, black. sir. Yes, sir. And it's, I, I I think that's uh, I think that's weather conditions, and uh, I, there's nothing you can do about it to prevent it, and you can eat it. Okay, now tell me about the weather. How is the ne- what's the negative effect? Is it dry or too wet, or what's the deal? Too dry, erratic. I mean, erratic weather. You get you get gotcha. drying out. Yeah. You know, it's well, yeah. and tomatoes you get blossom and rot, and you gotcha. get a similar kind of uh, uh, re- reaction from others too. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin you- was telling me about some of the shrubs. Uh, we're showing some uh, heat-related damage. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll so, tell you what I'm going to do. About, I, I'm thinking it, about going out and taking these things, some of these out there to you guys. So you don't think we got a fungus in there? It's not bad for No, us. no, well, no. But if it and was that a trim back, could have hurt it also, right? Well, it's probably related to the yeah. trying to get the water and deal with the heat. Gotcha. So all all of those things are contributing in some way, although we're not exactly sure. Yeah. Which well, which... they are just absolutely delicious, melt in your mouth. Uh, I'm not kidding you. They're just incredible to taste. You know. No, and great. I'm going to take I'm going to take some out there to you guys, and uh, so you can see them and tell me if I'm going okay. to uh, pull well, them or not. It wasn't fool you. You you don't remember the variety. Hell, I don't know. This was planted by my mother many, many years ago. Oh, and uh, like I said, it's twenty-five or thirty years old at the least. Yeah, that teardrop uh, is a is a is a particular variety. Yeah, well. Okay, listen, thanks a bunch, thanks. and I'm sorry my wife interrupted me because uh, and you, uh, she just that's okay. Habit. You know, they have a hard time getting over it. We're not going to get in this. Well, she she goes by the name. She, she remember she goes by the name of wife. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm on her, I'm on her side. Clearly, yeah. if they were teardrops, don't get any respect yeah. at all. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's just making sure you give an accurate. Yeah. Uh, all right, reaction. thank you. Thank you. Uh, we'll talk to you later. Please, please thank uh, your wife for that good information. Uh, <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Let me take a second to talk to you about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Uh, with this wacky weather, lots of things are running around. I see more roaches uh, outside and stuff. Well, if you don't want them inside, you don't want the ants, you don't want the scorpions, you don't want the spiders, you don't want the fleas, you don't want the ticks, you don't want the rodents, <laughs> you do want to call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. Aren't you and, lonely inside without all that stuff? <laughs> no, I'm okay. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man and Warren Remy and Spider-Man have been doing this since 1976. They know what they're doing. Uh, and uh, they have become the expert in San Antonio. I like to say they're the last pest control company you'll call because uh, if you've been frustrated with the service that you're getting, if they don't seem to be doing the job right, let, let Spider-Man have a, have a crack at it and see what a good pest control company can do. 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. Online at GoSpiderManPest.com. 
GoSpidermanPest.com. We're going to take a break, and while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Is that... Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you've been at Millburgers these past few weekends, you've seen all the fun that people are having. They're going through the maze. They're jumping on the moon bounce. They're going into the boutique to get unique Halloween items. They're riding the terror train with the kids. They're taking pictures with the entire family, including the dogs, at Millburgers' photo set up by the pumpkin patch. Well, I want you to mark your calendars because October 26th and 27th is Millburgers' big Halloween weekend celebration starting off with a blood drive that saturday from 10 until 2 30 here's my suggestion go to the south texas blood and tissue center website and make your reservation so you get in quicker and you're guaranteed a space but come on out and give blood to the south texas blood and tissue center and then your neighbors and both days that weekend the 26th and 27th enjoy all kinds of fun including face painting a balloon artist roasted corn virgin margaritas halloween treat bags terror trains and much much more at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The Answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, live right here at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. So Beautiful day. Yeah, it is a pretty Perfect day. Perfect weather. Uh, the weather feels nice. I'll give you the weather in just a second. Well, I'll tell you what the weather is. They're saying it's going to be 92 today. Yep. And that's going to tie the old record okay. of this day. Still feels nice. So it's still, yeah, it's still going to be hot this afternoon. What about uh, tomorrow? Two day, another day, a warm day tomorrow. But after that, we should go back to cooler weather. Yeah, yeah, it was a nice week, and oh, maybe it was some more rain. Well, that's what they're predicting. I'm going to tell you about it in a second, but I want to remind everybody again, the commercial talked about it, but one of the uh, uh, things that's going on next week at Millburgers big Halloween celebration, uh, which is two days, but on Saturday is Millburgers Blood Drive. That's going to be from 10 to 2.30 here at Millburgers. South Texas Blood and Tissue will be on hand. Um, and um, to support the drive, Millburgers is going to give you a $10 gift certificate just for being part of the process. And, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gifts for you, too. So come on out and donate. Uh, blood is always in short supply, uh, and you're helping out your South Texas neighbors. My recommendation uh, is to go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website. You don't have to do this. They do a great job. But if you don't have, if you're, like, worried about time. It's the easiest thing to do. Yeah, is just go to the website and uh, make a reservation uh, and just reserve your time and you know what time to be here. And uh, you, uh, you'll you be called up at your uh, time. You just check in and they'll call you up if you're time was at 11 o'clock at 11 o'clock you go in and I'm, and I'm not sure but i think milton kind of likes wading in when, there, uh, when everybody's yeah. waiting in line excuse and, me excuse you know, me make, oh, make it 11 o'clock happy. it's my time now yeah, i had a reservation and they, <laughs> and they said but you came anyway that's great right. <laughs> 210-308 it's a bad joke 210-308-8867 how long did it take to give their blood 
30 minutes? Um, I would say on average, it, I think about 20 to 30 minutes, depending. If you're doing the two uh, the two donation, the one where they're okay. doing the platelets, it takes a little longer. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, from start to finish, would you say about 30 minutes? That sound right? From, yeah. Depends on how, how often you've done it. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I, t- I tried to get them to put a vacuum pump on that. On the on the, pull, pull that blood out faster. They, they didn't go for that. They didn't go for that. You're ahead of your time. You you wait in a couple of years. That's what they'll be doing. They'll be sucking that blood out. Of Just they'll, be, they'll, be, they'll use the other end of the yeah. uh, vacuum cleaner that they're yeah. using for the caterpillars. There you go. Yeah, or acorns. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty soon they'll just be doing drive-through. Yeah. Just pull in. Put out your arm. Yeah, wait, wait a minute. Were you here for the acorns, the caterpillars, or for the blood? That's yeah. right. All right. 210-308-8867. But we'll tell you more. For more information on that, go to millburgernursery.com. Isn't that going to be our big day yeah, next week? Yeah, absolutely. I've been waiting week by week. You have been. This is finally your the big week with the hot dogs and the uh, all kinds of fun and the face uh, painting. Are they going to have the corn them? that I love? I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> what do we get from a food standpoint? We got hot dogs, chips, and drinks. Well, that'd be good uh, enough. Let's see, roasted corn. There you go. I knew that corn. Virgin margaritas. Uh, we've got the Terror Train, a Moon Bounce, which is uh, on throughout the season. Balloon artists, face painting, and the most sincere pumpkin patch in San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And uh, and that Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, yeah, Saturday and Sunday. The blood drive is only Saturday. But the uh, all those items are both days. Wow! Yeah, it's gonna, gonna be gonna fun. Have a good time. Yeah, it is. I hate to break in here, but That's okay. What's in that? terms of gardening, yeah, <laughs> the uh, it's been cool enough that uh, all my seeds are up except for oh, the great. proper oh, wow. lettuce. The carrots are up now, which are all are traditionally been long one, the longest one to wait for. That Crawford lettuce should have come up in three days. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to. Go and get. Uh, I'll, I'll have to uh, declare that my packets that are five to five years old are probably not <laughs> good to use, and I'll have to use a newer, a newer uh, packet. Yeah, we we just got a new shipment of uh, lettuce seed in from uh, Walty Farms. They clean the seed for me. They hate to clean that lettuce seed. Mm. You know that uh-huh. those fuzzy part, and uh, but they did it reluctantly. And uh, send it over, and uh, David Rodriguez is going to have some of the Master Gardeners uh, uh, package them up, since my main man Jack Hoover has moved moved away. It's a shame that he had to move away to get I away from that it. task that you, you know, twenty four hours a day uh, packaging lettuce. I, I could still mail them up to him, don't you think? Well, if he would have given you the right address. <laughs> well, that's true too. Yeah, he's, he tried to remain anonymous. He's, uh, uh, in Calvin's uh, article in today, this, uh, today's paper, in this week in the garden. He obtained. He said, "Obtain a wildflower seed mix targeting Central Texas or another inclusive uh, geographic area from an interior an internet supplier of your favorite nursery or your favorite nursery. Uh, spread uh, the seed over an area in full sun where the seed can make contact with the soil." 
Now, I've got good news on our experiment that we're doing. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue, blue bomb. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. I scarified them all. All right. And they planted them, and they all came up. And they, they've even put them in small pots now. That's I, good. And Kelly scarified them because you see those yeah. holes in a shirt. Holes in my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Brit pants is the main one. But anyway, uh, they 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 got good germination. They were new seed, and uh, they all came up. That's and good. And we have, uh, so we we just need to wait for them to grow. They they have a tap root. Uh, blue bonnet seed have a uh, blue bonnet seedlings have a tap root, so they have to kind of bend the tap root to put them in a pot. Like the old days with uh, pecans. Yeah, and and uh, they do that with peppers too, and tomatoes sometimes. Huh. But uh, we're planting our our stock for next year out, and uh, this weekend on fr- on uh, Thursday we planted our uh, stock seed of uh, of the white blue bonnet. Well, the one that we have less seed of. And uh, we pl- planted it. And uh, our biggest problem was was uh, getting the beds wet enough or moist enough. Because we, uh, we waited there. We had, they had an inch and a half of rain over there. Did they? Well, that's yeah, good. Yeah, on our beds. And, uh, I, you, I only had eight tenths. <laughs> yeah. And you go, you go down, you dig down about an inch or less, and it's dry. It's wet huh. to an inch, an inch and a half, and then it's dry under there. So we had to soak the beds, soak the beds before we planted. And uh, so we planted uh, beds at the... Uh, at the greenhouse, our greenhouse, and uh, the bed, some beds uh, at at our another place that we have some experimental beds, and then after we planted them, we uh, soaked them again. So the seed should be up in ten days. Okay. In the end of here. So we're getting ready this next week. All, all of this, um, Milton can plant one of each color. Huh? <laughs> there you go. It's all for me. <laughs> <laughs> this next week, uh, we're going to try to plant the red and the blues. Yeah. And I called my farmer, uh, my cooperative, cooperating farmer, mm-hmm. and uh, to to fix up the beds for me if he would. And uh, we work with the Verstratens out toward uh, Von Army. And uh, he said, <laughs> you know, you got to talk to these farmers every now and then to figure out what's going on. He said that they hadn't had rain out there. It's a 2536, uh, uh, Highway 2536 and, and uh, I-10, 410. Uh, they hadn't had rain out there in uh, two or three months. Yeah. And uh, Dr. Larry Steiner lives in uh, around Castorville, said the same thing. Uh, but they got that inch and a half. So uh, 
He said they went out to uh, disc the uh, disc the corn land. They grow corn, dry land corn, and uh, the disc wouldn't even break the soil. Hmm. So uh, uh, it's extremely dry, and so uh, I, I, when you're talking about doing wildflower mix seed. Uh, I would pre-irrigate about uh, five to seven days before I plant the seed. If you can. Yeah. Some A lot of sites, it's not well, yeah. uh, practical. But but uh, they, they think that inch and a half uh, may work, and they're hoping for rain uh, coming Sunday yeah. or Monday. Yeah. Well, here's the forecast. Uh, where, Why'd you give us the forecast, Milton? That's just for San Antonio. You want me to... No, it's all right. All right. So this afternoon, mostly sunny, high of 92. Jerry had it right. There you go. This evening, partly cloudy uh, with a low around 66. Uh, <laughs> That's good. S- Sunday, slight chance of uh, sprinkles. Mmm, sprinkles. In the morning or in the day, uh, with high around 91. And then on Sunday night, slight chance of rain before 8 p.m. Then a slight chance of showers between 8 and 2 a.m. Then showers and thunderstorms likely after 2 a.m. Mostly cloudy with a low around 68. Uh, chance of precipitation, 60%. Oh, wow. Monday the same. Showers and thunderstorms likely. Uh, let's see. Where is it? Oh, uh, before 8 a.m., Partly sunny with a high near 62, chance of precipitation 60%. But I guess it kind of comes to an end then. But, yeah, so. Yeah, we need it. Yeah, 20% chance on Thursday, Thursday night, and Friday, according to this. Yeah, I don't like those 20%. No, they don't seem to do much. It's wishful thinking is what it is. Yeah. We, uh, Jerry read that uh, uh, gardening task, and I mentioned the using a uh, mix that uh, targeted Central Texas. One of those that works fine is the Oklahoma-Texas mix. Right, right. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, that just the, you want the plants, uh, the wildflowers that will do well in the Central Texas area. doesn't necessarily have to say, in fact, most of them don't say Central Texas mix, but yeah. uh, the one that we have, have a history of using and it works well is, Texas, Oklahoma mix. Yeah, and uh, I was told by by uh, the, one of the gr- growers at Wildseed Farm that uh, that Texas, Oklahoma mix is they consider that a perennial mix. And I, oh, I really, had, wow. I had mentioned the firecracker, uh, which has a lot of colorful things. They consider that to be an annual mix. So if you want blue bonnets, you want the Texas Oklahoma mix, and and paintbrush and things like that. But uh, I, I also noticed in Calvin's article while reading it that uh, petunias. He talked about petunias, the snapdragon, and petunias. Uh, but. Uh, he mentioned uh, if you find lower bush, the lower bush selection, you can plant that from seed. And uh, that seed is from a wild seed farm. And you would plant it now. Whoa. You plant it now. Okay. And then you'll have 
And larkspur now. Yeah. That's typically, you know, if you, I don't know how long my larkspur, sure 20, 20 plus years, larkspur has been Seed? naturalized in oh, my yard. Oh, okay, naturalized. Yeah, naturalized in my yard. Uh, but, and the petunia, I'm, I don't know how many, was that eight or nine years ago? We Or maybe seven years ago we planted the petunias, Jerry? <laughs> yeah. Bush. Yeah. And they're, they, they appear places I wouldn't expect them. Yeah. It's like there's a little reserve supply in every <laughs> single uh, citrus container. Yeah. And then the edges of the uh, raised beds. So you've always got some laurel bushes coming up, petunias when the weather's right, taking advantage of it, and then, uh, then the larkspur in the spring, of course. And uh, that's another good uh, hummingbird and uh, pollinator. Oh, yeah. Plant the larkspur. We we planted. We had uh, some ground out at Versa Farm there, right there outside of Von Army, and uh, last year, and uh, we had had uh, lower bushes come up, all different colors, in that ground that we'd had lower that lower bushes found on, and that's been twenty five thirty mm-hmm. years. So it's amazing how long they last. Greg Grant always talked about where they took up a, a concrete sidewalk in uh, oh, and in, it, in center, uh-huh. and, uh, and they, they had been German. there for fifty years. And the petunia, that uh, old-fashioned petunia, came up in uh, there. Now, if you're so looking, amazing. and that seed is so little to be viable that long. That's right. Um, just uh, if you look out here today in the nursery, and folks, almost everybody is getting some uh, butterfly plants, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. milkweeds and uh, mist flowers. Uh, if you're looking for another one to introduce to your yard, it's kind of that, that same thought as larkspur and the lawyer bush. Uh, if you go to Wild Seed Farms, get yourself some of that blue curl. That's a... That's a uh, Wildflower that the butterflies love, and it comes up early, and it'll grow in the shade or in the sun. But uh, I think... Uh, Is it what, in a catalog? Yeah, well, um, he used to be in a catalog. I know he's got it on hand when we talked to him. Okay, yeah. He said he had two different selections uh, on hand uh, that uh, right. you could get separately, so... Try it out, or or find a a gardening buddy of yours that has some uh, some of the blue curl seed growing uh, or the plants growing in their yard, and latch on to some, one of the, some of the seeds. Once you get a few of the seeds, it'll it'll be naturalized just like the larkspur does. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Can we ask it on the air? Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> What is it he did? That's he doesn't okay. want anybody to see his face on the radio? Uh, something like that. Sure. All right, here we go. We're going to give you the mic. You'll be on the air. I bet you do fine. We, we can modify your voice back at the station. Al can help with that. Well, and the worst is you can turn and click them off, too. Say what? So what you got? Just talk right in there. You're, you're on the air. Yes, sir. Uh, I've got some potted trees that I want to plant, and when I pre-position them to load them on the trailer, they're, well, since the rain, they're full of fire ants. So yeah. how can I get rid oh, of the fire wow. ants quick without hurting the tree? Well, any have you got any kind of insecticide 
Ask the fire ant killer is the mm-hmm. easiest way. Or any kind of insecticide that you got. Oh, you know. Seven. Oh, I don't have any. Well, get get then the one of the. I had some spinal sac granules, but I'm out. Oh yeah, but the one of the least expensive is the acephate uh, fire ant killer. Acephate fire ant killer. Yeah, get that, and that's. Will it work within a few days? Oof, it'll work within a few minutes. Acephate. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it. Cool. All right. I can't remember, Jerry. What is that? That the product name? It's got a. A it's just called, it's all this fire ant killer, I think. Yeah, it's over on that, fi- yeah, firewall. But he wants to look for that ingredient in it, the acetate. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, thanks. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Beautiful day like Surrender today. Surrender is the name. Surrender, okay. A beautiful day like today, you'll probably want to get out on the deck or the patio and uh, take advantage of the weather, enjoy some time uh, on a kind of not too hot with a little breeze in there maybe have uh some family time well if that deck my is my patio not... looks terrible there you go i'm, <laughs> I'm going to help you with that you need to call barry hagendorf of deck and patio care uh that deck can look new again i want you to go if you've got a deck that you're not happy with i want you to go to deck and and take a look at the before and after because i've seen decks that are the before and I know when Barry says your deck really can look new again, when I look at the pictures on the after at deckandpatiocare.com, I see deck a deck comparison where it really does look new again. So I want you to, uh, if that's uh, something that you've been meaning to do or you just need some uh, repair on it, give Barry a call. Deck and Patio Care uh, at 210-822-9147, 210-822-9147. Ninety-one forty-seven, or just like I said, go to deckandpatiocare.com. Deckandpatiocare.com. We're going to take a break. While we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you've been at Millburgers these past few weekends, you've seen all the fun that people are having. They're going through the maze. They're jumping on the moon bounce. They're going into the boutique to get unique Halloween items. They're riding the terror train with the kids. They're taking pictures with the entire family, including the dogs, at Millburgers' photo set up by the pumpkin patch. Well, I want you to mark your calendars because October 26th and 27th is Millburgers' big Halloween. Halloween weekend celebration starting off with a blood drive that Saturday from 10 until 2:30. Here's my suggestion: go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and make your reservation so you get in quicker and you're guaranteed a space. But come on out and give blood to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and then your neighbors. And both days that weekend, the 26th and 27th, enjoy all kinds of fun, including face painting, a balloon artist, roasted corn, virgin margaritas, Halloween treat bags, terror trains, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Got a black magic woman. Got a black magic woman. Yes, I got a black magic woman. Got me so blind I can't see. But she's a black magic woman and she's trying to make a devil out of me. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210 308 
8867-210-308-8867. Well, I've got a chance here. We've told you about the events that are coming up. Let me tell you what's on sale this week at Millburgers. I've gone to millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com, and I'm going to click on the on sale this week, and I find that what do we got on sale? Fall garden mums in the six-inch pot. Regularly three ninety nine now just two eighty eight or ten for twenty five dollars. I find that we have snapdragons on sale uh, with a four inch pot ninety eight cents each. Three different sizes, I believe. Cool. Okay. Small uh, for little containers and mediums, and then a little larger one if you want uh, for regular snapdragon bed. Oh, but all of them in the four inch pot. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Boy, that really makes a difference, too. Well, no, it does make a difference in that the ones heat. that are on sale. Oh, I don't know what you meant. Yeah, all of that. I was just saying, I was just saying how wonderful the, it is to work with a four-inch pot, pot when the weather is warm like this. Oh, okay. Because you've got a little uh, reserve root there so you can wet it. And uh, still, still on a day like uh, today, you might have to water it every day when you first plant it, but... Uh, it uh, survives much easier than it does if you've got a little tiny little uh, container. Many of the uh, perennials that Calvin was talking about earlier, like the milkweed, are on sale in the one-gallon container for four dollars and eighteen cents, or five for twenty dollars. Millburgers has uh, the best landscape and foundation shrubs for this area on sale at 40% off, including Japanese boxwood, dwarf yopon holly, dwarf burford holly, waxleaf ligustrum, uh, variegated and dwarf pittosporum, Texas sage, and uh, red tips on sale in the three gallon for $11.88. Shade tree special, uh, absolutely best time of year to plant trees, save on all 10. 15 and 30 gallon shade and ornamental trees now uh, on sale for 30% off. Ground covers, 88 cents each in the four inch pot. Millburgers Winterizer Lawn Fertilizer is on sale at 40% off. Uh, the uh, 40 pound bag, which covers 7,200 square feet, is now 1688. Uh, the Nature's Creation Organic Potting Soil with Mycorrhizal Fungi. Is on sale for in the uh, for eight eighty eight in the one and a half cubic foot bag, and Pennington's Pride Wild Bird Feed is on sale for twelve eighty eight in the thirty pound bag. That's the first time I've ever seen them have bird seed on sale. Yeah, so that's kind of cool. We've got a whole area devoted to that here at the nursery. So come on out and take advantage of these great sale items. Monarch butterflies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what in the perennials would be good monarch butterflies? You, you you talk about the milkweed that are on sale. Yeah, and the mist flower, of course. Yeah. Uh, porterweed, if we've got uh, that. And the, the lantanas are, are great uh, butterfly plants now, too. And uh, Dorfruelia. Swimming up the storm. Salvia, Salvia grigii, and all the other salvias are <coughs> choices. So, you got a, oh, and the plumbago. Got, uh, yep, you're, you're off the mic, Calvin. There you go. Huh? Oh, there you go. Okay. Got uh, the plumbago is a good choice too. So yeah. lot, lots and lots of plants uh, to choose from if you're targeting uh, butterflies in the pollinators. All right. Again, 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What's on your mind? What do you want to talk about? What are you concerned about? Give us a call. We'll help you out. Uh, uh, 
I was reading my Neil Perry newsletter. Mm-hmm. I mean, week, monthly, oh, weekly newsletter. And uh, he brought up the the subject of super monarchs. Have you ever heard of that, Kevin? No. Me either. And uh, he talks about the monarchs flying. Uh, they live in Canada and the United States from late spring through early fall. And then, but then, a generation of unusually large and strong monarchs develop. Uh, these big beauties live up to eight months, and they're capable of riding the fall upper air currents up to th- three thousand miles from far away as Canada clear to the mountains of Mexico. Where they overwhelmed. Well, those are the same ones that stop here. Yeah. So, I've so, never heard them called super super, super monarch. It's been forever. <laughs> they, that that generation has been in existence forever and ever and ever. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people, uh, I'm thinking when they when we planted uh, those milkweed types, milkweed plant, they thought they were gonna. Produce more butterflies to fly south. According to this, the same butterflies that we see here, monarchs, are the ones that will go to Mexico, right? And that's generally it. Yeah, this just the the last generation from that Canadian border. Uh, that's the one that heads this way, and they pass through on the way to Mexico. And then they're, they're they're the same generation that comes back from Mexico, and then but then they lay eggs here and uh, other places to the south. Then they die. Yeah, they die, and then that that next generation only lives three or four weeks. Oh, and, okay. Uh, and another generation three or four weeks. So there's uh, five or six generations to to before they all get to Canada. Yeah, and then I'm, but coming back, there's just the one generation. Huh. But it, there is some variation on that. We'll have some years. You'll have uh, some monarchs will actually lay some eggs here in the fall, and then then a lot of times we we've got the queen butterflies that are laying lots of eggs here, and people mistake the queen caterpillars yeah. for the the monarchs. But there will be some monarchs that. Uh, if anything, they're just pretty unpredictable. Yeah. Neil says the fall migration of monarch is just being explained and only in the past 45 years. It's unfolding as one of nature's big miracles. So I guess that's why everybody is... Uh, uh, he, he, wanted, he mentioned... Uh, Greg's Miss Flower, which we always talk about, Goldenrod, Mexican Bush Sage, and other fall-blooming plants. And uh, as I was walking in, I saw that, uh, what's that orange orange plant out there on the ground? Uh, Not the milkweed. No, it's a honeysuckle. My, uh, well, Mexican oh, honeysuckle, yeah. yeah. That blooms mainly in the fall, yeah. I think. Yeah, and that's a good. And it's 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 pretty now. It does some uh, it does some blooming in the uh, spring, summer too, 
And, uh, yeah, the the um, hummingbirds like it, and oh, so, yeah. so do the butterflies. It, it seemed to really show out uh, this time of the year in the fall. And it bloomed for a long time, too, in the fall, I think. Yeah, and it's uh, deer-proof. Or dead. I mean, in most neighborhoods, the deer don't eat it. <laughs> Mine, they don't eat it. He caught himself. Yeah. yeah. He originated yeah. that phrase. Very drought-tolerant. Yeah. It's one of those that has show kind of wilts when we have a dry spell like we had this summer, but perks right up the minute there's uh, some cool weather and some rain. All right, again, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Got a couple minutes left before we get you caught up with news. Uh, so uh, what else we got? We got any events coming up that you want to highlight or no? Besides uh, <laughs> well, Mondays. Uh, Monday. Oh, is Monday the gardening volunteer? Yeah. yeah. Gardening essentials class? Yeah. yeah. Native plants and pollinators will be the first talk. What a coincidence. Donald hmm? W. Tough. He's a tough guy. Uh, Ph.D. Okay. He retired in 1998 as professor of biology from the Department of Biology at Texas State University. Okay. So, uh, and he gives his other recommendations, but he'll be talking about uh, native plants. Says recently, Don has become interested in our native bees, the flowers they pollinate, and the threats to their survival. So, uh, he's, they're master gardeners, the members of the uh, Comel Master Gardener Association. Good chapter. For 18 years. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, he, he's the first one on the okay. on the. On the uh, Who's number two? Uh, two is planting for independence with edible native plants. Oh, that's interesting. And that's uh, Rachel uh, Swinsky. Yeah. Did I get it? Close. Yeah, you did, you did better than I do. <laughs> yeah, she was, right. remember she was one of the one of the early master gardeners. Yeah. Uh, so for more information, we'll give you some in a little while. Go to gardeningvolunteers.org. Gardeningvolunteers.org. Our phone number 210 308 8867. We're going to get you caught up with the news right after this, and then we'll come back on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Toll free, it's 866. 866- 308-8867. It's a beautiful day out at Millburgers. So I want to come and encourage you to come on out and enjoy the day. And uh, just uh, there's some lots of good, lots of fun activity here. Lots of uh, things to uh, help you brighten up your yard or maybe uh, some citrus Blooming trees. plants. Yeah, lots of blooming plants. Cool. All right. You haven't mentioned the pumpkins yet, have you? Oh, no. Mention the pumpkins. Well, we did uh, a little bit when we started. Yeah. Yeah, the choice is still huge. There's... A lot of them have been sold, but uh, you, every every size you can think of, every color you can think of, are still available. I noticed they replenished the the baby pumpkins. Yeah, white uh, ones. And both. They got white ones and orange ones. Yeah, that the little kids love. Um, but they're all here. Um, so well, if you were looking, the, <laughs> looking for decoration or looking for something the kids to paint or carve, 
lots of good, lots of good choices. But they don't seem to have those ill-formed uh, little pumpkins, unless they got them in a different location. Maybe they're hidden. Yeah, they've they moved them to a different location. Maybe. But the, but we did a lot of you take <laughs> pictures too. Everybody's still taking yeah. photos. Um, we have we had a lot of dog. We haven't had as many dogs this morning, have we? Yes, we. No, not we, as many. They're all at the herb festival. That's right. They sure <laughs> were. That's where Jerry and I were melting this yeah. morning. A lot yeah. of snowsers out there. Yeah, some of them were pretty grumpy. No. <laughs> Uh, if if I'd have had my schnauzer there, he would have been barking his brains out. But he would have enjoyed it. There were some long lines. He enjoys barking his brains out. Uh, <laughs> it almost looked like there was one one schnauzer that was reserving a spot in the line for his master. So, yeah. Yeah. Don't tread on us. We, this is our <laughs> spot. Yeah. <laughs> That monarch butterfly will not leave that milkweed over there. No, he's stuck there. He's having a good time. <laughs> yeah, that's another. That's the thing about that. We said that the, we wouldn't expect the monarchs to be laying eggs this time of the year in San Antonio, but they sure love it for a nectar source. Yeah. Uh, not just them. Every butterfly seems to, to have, like the milkweed for the nectar. And every now and then you'll see one on that mist flower. Oh, yeah. Greg's mist flower, but you can't separate them from the what is it, the queens or whatever you call that other butterfly. The queen, but yeah. Monarch. A lot of, yeah, the queens are related. Yeah. The other one are uh, the well, the porter weed. <laughs> if you got porter weed, lucky enough to have it, that's loaded with butterflies now. Also, zinnias. This this was a tough summer on zinnias, but I managed to get a. To have a new eight by eight bed with newly blooming flowers, and the monarchs are really honed in on, on that yeah. too. So if you got those, at least those. Well, well, gosh, we mentioned about twelve different species of plants that really bring them in. But at least zinnias, mistflower, milkweed, porterweed, the uh, Roger back. <laughs> well, yeah, you can tell. Sorry. Yeah, and. Uh, Oh, and the salvias, uh, the ruelias, lots of choices. The, they'll bring them. They'll yeah. bring in those butterflies. All lantanas, right. lantanas are great. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. While we have a second, we'll go into more detail on the events that are happening next weekend at the at Mill Burgers. I can hardly wait. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. We start off. It's uh, both days, Saturday and Sunday. Um, we've got the Halloween treat bags for kids who come in dressed in costumes. It's while supplies last. Also, while supplies last, roasted corn and virgin margaritas, which means they're non-alcoholic. Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for a $1 donation to the San Antonio Food Bank. Uh, we've got face painting Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 3 for a $1 donation to the San Antonio Food Bank. A balloon artist, and it, artist is the key. This, uh, <laughs> these, these people do some incredible stuff. Uh, this is, you know, not just a weenie dog balloon. This is, like, <laughs> intricate. What, do you have spider or I had spider? I think you had spider because somebody likes spider. You were going to scare somebody. Uh, no, it scared a spider. Yeah. That's my uh, grandson, Cody. Yeah, so you were going to tease him with the balloon? Yeah, right. 
Now, I had a hippo. Well, that takes a while. And a pickup truck. The pickup truck they were able to do on the spot. That was pretty cool. Uh, that's from 11 to 3. Uh, from uh, for a one dollar donation to the food bank. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Is there no Oh, just around the side or in the back. Okay. We have hot dogs, chips, and drinks sponsored by Nature's Creation Saturday and Sunday. Starts at 11, and it's while supplies last. So Jerry will probably be here around 11:30. You got at least a half hour. Uh, you better get here. Uh, and I think the the real threat was the roasted corn with Jerry. Yeah. And the terror train. And here's a contest that you can win. Help us and select and award our most creative and imaginative employee in costume. Your vote is a chance to win a $100 Millburgers gift certificate. So when you vote, you'll have a chance to win. And the employees will all be dressed up and they'll be having fun uh, with the folks here at the nursery. So they'll be encouraging you to, <laughs> to vote. Well, uh, we're trying to. Uh, well, some of them would go so far as to say the. Someone will be bullying you. Uh, <laughs> no. So I won't mention any names. We're, we're trying to beat Roger, the guy that screams when he comes by. He's, he's hard to beat. And uh, he's won the last four or five times. I yeah, think. he does a good job. Four or five years. On Saturday, we've got the blood drive from 10 to 2.30. And the blood mobiles in the back of Millburgers. So we want to encourage you to come on out for that. Millburgers will give you a $10 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center looks like they've got free movie ticket for you. Uh, you can get more information by going to millburgernursery.com. But I encourage you to go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and uh, check it out there and uh, make a reservation. It's uh, that easy. And that'll secure your place here, and it'll uh, make it a little faster for you. 210-308-8867. All that information is at millburgernursery.com. 210-308-8867 is our number here at the nursery. Give us a call. Let's find out what's going on. Okay. I'm disappointed in my buddy Neil. Bear. Oh, you pick on Neil every week? <laughs> Poor Neil. Does he know this? Is Better he... Neil than me. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, yeah, is Neil getting? Is this getting back to Neil? <laughs> yeah, you're not getting received emails from Neil going. Leave well, me alone. I can, I can even, I can probably tell you what Jerry's going to talk about. Oh, yeah, Neil was there was a somebody was talking about Hackberry seedling well, yeah. taken over, and Neil says that uh, well, there's it's not easy, but here's what you can do to control them: you prune them at ground level. And then you drill these holes in the trunk, and then you put broadleaf uh, weed killer yeah. inside those holes. And I said, or you just get cut vine and stump killer and just brush on Made the cut. Really quickly works. As far as I can tell, I don't maybe maybe uh, Jerry and I are just just works better in our yards than other places. So I've used I've used it. Uh, I've used it on every every kind of uh, shrub that a uh, tree that'll uh, that'll sprout, and uh, I, I use it on crepe myrtles in the greenhouse. Mm. They rooted into the into the ground in the greenhouse, and we pulled pull the pots up, left some of the roots in the ground, roots in the ground, and they sprouted little trees, uh-huh. new trees, and of course we didn't take care of them when we should. And they got to be a pretty good size. So we went in there and cut them off at the ground level and used that uh, uh, cut vine and stump killer and just painted them. 
And I, I was looking at them uh, this week, dead as a hammer. Mm. Not a single one came back. Wow, that's tough to do that with a crepe myrtle. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Yeah, they want to come back. Then. So any any tree that you don't want cut it coming back, you paint that wound on. The other other thing that I keep <laughs> emphasizing too is that it's one of the best bargains in terms of a oh yeah of a uh, herbicide. I've Treats a lot yeah. of uh, a lot of stuff. goes a long way. Uh, inexpensive. I think it's up to about twelve dollars a bottle now, but that's still. <laughs> That's still a great bargain. And I, uh, I'll i have to apologize to my son, since he can't hear the radio program. His uh, his uh, work for just, yeah. uh, just the edges. Huh? Yeah. yeah. He just, he just <laughs> when we were, uh, we had a system where I would cut the plant off close to the ground, and then I had him putting the uh, yeah, cut been, vine and stump yeah. killer on it. Well, I looked over, and I always... Put a drop on there, but on the open wound, I'll put a drop on there, so it gets plenty on there. About seven or eight times as much as you need. Right, right. And he just painted it over, and uh, I said, Jeremy, that's not going to kill that. I said, well, it says on the bottle, just paint it over, paint over it, or you know, smear it on. He did, and it killed him. Yeah. Yeah, I've had good luck with that too. You don't. You just need to get it. I always. Of course, I haven't done a scientific study on this, but uh, I think if you get it on the va- that yeah, layer, yeah. the vascular, that probably work around the edge. You would. You, that's probably all you'd really need. But yeah, uh, yeah safety. You just paint that whole cut. But you have to make yourself believe that just a little bit of that stuff, you know, <laughs> will will do the trick. And uh, so that's that's a lot easier than what Neil, uh, a lot less expensive. Yeah, well, drilling, I just can't see. For a hackberry yeah, seedling. Yeah, my hackberry seedlings are smaller than a drill bit. Well, you could have big ones. You could have them one inch. Yeah, yeah. I have the big ones, too. But uh, those stupid small ones are still coming. Yeah. So while I, while I'm down there doing it, I do the small ones and the big ones. But yeah, I can't understand. Neil is uh, has some. He just certainly he's experienced that product. I don't know what his deal is. I don't know. Him. He may not have. Huh. I guess it's on a Dallas market. I don't know. Well, if he reads my articles, like yeah, like we read his, he, <laughs> he sees it quite a bit. No, the question I was upset with me about. Oh. Oh. Somebody, somebody writes in, I have squirrels wrecking my Stuart pecan crop again this year. I had a bumper crop, I had a bumper crop, but they've invaded from several neighbor's yards. It's a conspiracy. I don't think I'll <laughs> get any pecans at all. This is the person right in. All I'm going to get is a mess on my driveway where they're cracking the uh, nuts over. What can I do? So Neil goes into this long deal. Does not one, does not once mention my squirrel recipes. That hurt my feelings. Oh, sure, I can understand (laughs) that. So uh, 
I, I say trap them and cook them. That's the best. <laughs> What's he yelling? He's telling them to all act like zombies for the radio show. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he he talks about trying to uh, keep them from getting in the tree, which uh, is pretty hard to do for a squirrel. Yeah. But every every pecan grower I know of, or have known of. Get rid of the squirrels. No. Squirrels and crows. Those crows are uh, get take a lot of pecans every year. And uh, uh, Dr. Stein, Dr. Larry Stein, who grows pecans, has those squirrel traps out year-round. And so uh, the best way to do it is just catch them and eliminate them. Now, how do you do that? You do... You get a little have a heart trap. No, I don't want to hear this. And now. you capture them in the. Just put a. Some people will use peanut butter. Or you can just put. Uh, I think Dr. Stein uses a uh, a half a pecan in there. Suet. I use. Suet works really yeah, well. Yeah, suet probably works. Because you can, can kind of mash into the, the yeah. wire there so it's. They have to wrestle with the. Uh, uh, flipper to yeah. get it off. And then when the squirrel goes in there, you catch him. Now, this next step is very important because you don't want to bruise the meat. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, I'll just shoot him. We'll just apologize to our... Well, you don't shoot him in the, in the cage. You'll run the cage. Well. So what you do, you get your garbage can fill it full of water and teach the squirrel how to snorkel. Yeah. And when the bubbles quit coming up, you got meat for the table. Okay. Okay? Yeah. I think since this is this is a pecan season. You should I think you should write Neil. Why don't you just write him? I'm thinking I'm gonna put it on plantanswers.com. Well the recipe's already there. Okay. Put put it on the front page. Okay. I'll do that that'll this be, weekend. That'll be lovely. All right, and two. got squirrel fricassee. Yeah. All sorts of squirrel recipes on Plant Answers. Is there any place? And they've been eating pecans. Yeah. I'll be having nice They've pecans. got that nutty flavor yeah. to the meat. Speaking of nutty flavor. Yes. Uh. <laughs> nutty people. Uh, yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. What else What else is Neil made you angry about? <laughs> well, they talk about, um, somebody asked him about a hazelnut tree. Hmm. The six years old never had a hazelnut. I think, I remember, and this is one of those deals you look around, the country, look around Texas to for, to find hazelnut trees. They had no heat of hazelnuts. In. I was they trying, had them up in Minnesota. Yeah, the hazelnut shrubs. We never. Yeah, they weren't yeah. trees, so they were kind of yeah shrubby things. And so uh, I, I, th- it's either one or two things. Either you need a pollinator for the hazelnut. Uh, the way he's talking, it grows pretty well, but I think it's the pollination problem. 
that's causing no no nuts to build. And also, uh, the tree doesn't like our hot weather down there. Now, pecans will grow. They grow all the way up in Minnesota. Not, very, uh, not, not very well. Uh, southern Minnesota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to have them in uh, southern Kansas. Uh, in fact, we had a pecan substation down there that we'd always go down there and work. But uh, never hazelnuts. So I, I just think they're not adapted. Uh, my friend uh, Bill Gustafson up in uh, Nebraska, I'm pretty sure had hazelnuts. But uh, I just don't think they're adapted down here, mainly because of the pollination problem. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866 866- 308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Wick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bolverde Road. And if you've been at Millburgers these past few weekends, you've seen all the fun that people are having. They're going through the maze. They're jumping on the moon bounce. They're going into the boutique to get unique Halloween items. They're riding the terror train with the kids. They're taking pictures with the entire family, including the dogs, at Millburgers' photo set up by the pumpkin patch. Well, I want you to mark your calendars because October 26th and 27th is Millburgers' big Halloween weekend celebration starting off with a blood drive that Saturday from 10 until 2.30. Here's my suggestion. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and make your reservation so you get in quicker and you're guaranteed a space. But come on out and give blood to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and then your neighbors. And both days that weekend, the 26th and 27th, enjoy all kinds of fun, including face painting, a balloon artist, roasted corn, virgin margaritas, Halloween treat bags, terror trains, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. What's Carol's. that theme for today? What's that? Halloween, scary stuff. Oh, okay. Carol's on the line. Got a question about Texas sage. We're going to move it right to the front of the line at 210-308-8867. <laughs> Hi, Carol. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing? All right. How are you all? Good. Well, how can we help you? Uh, I'm having some problems with uh, my Texas sage, and I don't know if it's a, a fungus, but I've washed uh, a few branches on it. I have uh, some that are still alive, and they bloom, and uh, I don't know uh, if it's a fungus or, or what. But part of the Texas sage is dead. Uh, and then uh, one part of my other one is, is dead as well. And uh, so I, I've lost uh, quite a few branches on it. 
Did she, I, I didn't hear all of that. Did uh, part of the Texas Sage part of plants. the Texas Sage dying? Is that yes, right, Carol? Uh, yes. How old is it, Carol? Oh, it's about uh, uh, ten years old. Is is the dying? Is it is a dying part localized to the top or the, the bottom or? Or is it no, straight down the middle of the plant? No, it's uh, dying on the side uh, of the branches that, that come out from the main uh, trunk of the uh, Okay. Uh, is that, are those I, branches, are they in the shade by chance? No, this plant is in direct sunlight. Is it all one side of the, the plant? Yes, just one side. Uh, not the top or the other side. And uh, like I said, it did bloom, or both of them did bloom, but I'm losing uh, the branches, and I don't know uh, what's causing it. Um, Is the it... branches look dead, but it doesn't look like there's uh, any type of... Uh, um, you know the fungus looking coloring on it or not but they just died and is it uh, nobody spraying nobody spraying any herbicide around there are they well that 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 could be possible because I did have all my trees sprayed in the front uh, yard for insects and I it's a possibility that that spray might have gotten on the plant. Well, if it's an insect spray, it probably wouldn't hurt it. They they are uh, especially a ten year old ten year old plant. You know, we think of uh, Texas sage as being pretty invincible. Yeah. But we've seen uh, in my neighborhood, we've seen branches just like you're talking about that that did not live through this. This weather, drought? yeah, this weather we had, but not just this year, but every year there's a few that branches that die and all, especially the old ones. Do you do you get new growth on that plant at all? Uh, at the top and the sides, I do. That one, just this one particular side, is close to my driveway, is uh, has died. Yeah, there's no exhaust. That, no, uh, no, 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 there yeah. isn't. Well, I don't know. I think the, the, I think you just prune it off and. Yeah, how tall are these plants? Well, this one is about uh, eight feet high, hmm. and the other one is about six feet high. So, and the. Uh, and the dead tissue is on one side of the plant. Yes, sir. And that is on the driveway side? Yes. Uh, both no. both plants are on, on the driveway. Dr. Parsons, I did my own study this summer with my perennial plant. I didn't water them. Uh, and I only waited for when we had any rain. 
And surprisingly, all of my grave plant survived. Uh, I'm just wondering if not my not watering that Texas sage caused a part of it, you know, to demise. Well, they'll, like I said, they'll, you can expect the plant, uh, Texas sage that's that old, especially if it's planted close together and close to the driveway and everything. You can expect some branches to uh, to die and even react to weather like we had. They're, they're tough. They love full sun and the heat and everything, but they'll still uh, still be sensitive to uh, weather like we've had and have a few branches die. I think I think you'd cut them off and and see what happens. Cut the dead branches off? Yeah. What do you, you got any other ideas, Jerry? No. I, uh, uh, tell you, like you say, Texas age, uh, it's pretty tough. Yeah. Does it require um, watering? Well, that's a debate. <laughs> some some places you you'll get some damage if they're you know if there's really stress there's poor drainage and they're not there's no water at all you might get a little damage. Compared to most plants, they don't take they don't take much water. Yeah, they'll they'll die if you overwater. Yeah, but okay. well, uh, right suppose. next to right next to a driveway, you know, that, that's kind of all bets are off. Okay, so well, cut cut the lintons off that are dead. Yeah, and that's see what see what happens. See if you don't if you yeah. stimulate some new growth there. Yeah, when you're cut, cutting them off. When you're cutting the dead tissue off, uh, cut, start cutting into the into the plant, and cut down to where dead tissue meets live tissue. Okay. In other words, where the dead turns to green, okay. and then uh, uh, cut it cut it cut it off at that point, and see what okay. you have left when you do that. Okay. Okay. Did you hear my other comment? No, what was that? The, I was trying to tell Dr. Parsons I had done a study this summer regarding my perennial plant that I only watered that, or they, only, they were only watered when it did rain. In that other interim, I didn't water them, and uh, none of them died. Oh wow! So, Which one were they? They were perennials. What, what, what kind of plants were they? Kim? Yeah, they were um, salvia. I had a Jerusalem sage. I also had a knockout rose. And, oh okay. Uh, salvia bregi. Uh, yeah, those are tough plants. And. Uh, well, of course, I have rosemary, and but majority of them were different types of salvia bregi, and I was just amazed at the fact that not watering them, they still look good. Yeah, cool. I've, I've got a bed with a uh, Turk's cap, and that's another one you might try in there. Turk's cap. Right. Thanks, Carol. Okay. You take care. All right. All right. Tom is on the line. Hey there, Tom. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? 
Doing great. Hey, guys, I have one beautiful pumpkin plant that's just taken over their entire backyard outside of the garden. I got a yeah. uh, butternut you, squash you. And, and an acorn squash, but all of a sudden, I've got white splotches on the leaves. Some leaves are almost uh, pure, like a silvery green, and I'm not sure what to do. The the fruit the fruit is silver green or the leaves are silver no, green? No, no, the leaves. The leaves are big and beautiful and healthy, but suddenly they have white splotches, and then on one of the plants, there some of them are really just almost turning silver. Yeah, that, that's white flies. Usually in a field, in a commercial field, when the leaves turn that color, they they've got white flies on them. Well, there are no there are no there are no critters on the leaves at all. It's okay. Could be mildew even. Um, what you got any fruit on the pumpkins or squash? Oh yeah, on on yes yes. I mean the fruit's coming along just fine. Uh, I'm just worried about the plant suddenly dying off with with this what, apparently you know powdery mildew or whatever it may be. Yeah, it'll. I, I'm afraid that's what you're going to face, and you just what you hope is that the plant matures the fruit. Yeah, what kind of pumpkin did you plant? Is it a medium-sized pumpkin a, or small? It's a it's a small. Okay, good. You might you might have a chance then, well, the, but the uh, I don't I don't spray. think there's anything I don't think there's anything you can spray. Well, I, yeah, I've read that you know some concoction of baking soda and and uh, you know um, insecticidal soap. Like, does that do any good? No, <laughs> but you can spray it. Yeah, it wouldn't, wouldn't hurt anything. <laughs> <laughs> It'll, so, Jerry, it would just make me feel better, huh? No, yeah, right. <laughs> if you if you run down your leg, it may make you feel better all over. I'm I'm trying to oh think of. I would expect some some reaction to b- both the pumpkins and the squash to that dry heat we had, but yeah. I guess but I guess now with the the temperature change and the moisture. You might get a, a fungal reaction to that too. So this yeah, is this is really, kind of I think it, it really started once we started hitting some cooler nights is when when I noticed yeah. this. So just very recently. I think you're kind of running into the the end of the season for especially squash and uh, and of course we have trouble growing pumpkins. <laughs> well, also, I planted. I planted some okra at the same time. This is all for the fall garden, right? And the okra leaves are getting brown spots and the uh, brown edges. You plant you plant okra in May for fall. For fall? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, 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 won't, it won't mature. Yeah, it's it's dependent on le- on uh, day length. And okay. so you're. I'll be doggone. Yeah, well, this that. has not been, despite the fact that we say okra loves the heat, and even uh, an eggplant, peppers, this has not been a great year for any of those plants. Right. The, the heat lovers, the, I mean, they say this, I mean, there's a there's a limit of heat 
that they are they can prosper in, and this this summer kind of passed the passed the uh, that test. They did not do real well, at least in my garden, they didn't. All right, I got you. You need to pull all that junk out. You need to pull all that junk out of there and put uh, broccoli, uh, cauliflower, or cabbage in there. Well, I got some broccoli growing, and um, I also have some turnips and mustard greens that are just happy as they can be right now. That's good. (laughs) Carrots and rutabagas and radishes. Where where are you from originally? Not too far from where you're from. I'm from Southern Virginia. Okay, I, f- I figured you're talking greens crops. That that uh, uh, next thing next thing we know, you'll be planting rutabaga. <laughs> well, I wanted to. I honestly wanted to, but I couldn't find any rutabaga seeds. Everything yeah, Calvin buy, Calvin buys them all up. Yeah. He's trying to corner the rutabaga market. <laughs> I love rutabagas. They, they, they go really well with the uh, ketogenic diet. With the what? Oh, okay, keto. The keto the, diet. The ketogenic diet. Is that different than keto or the same? No, it's the same thing. Keto is just oh, okay. a short form of saying it. So it's low glycemic, low sugar. So there, so they'd be a good. Is step. that the same as bland? No, not oh. at all. That's the thing. No, so you no, can have no, a, you no, can, no. How do you? So how on the diet do you prepare your rutabaga? Let's see if it sounds bland to Calvin. I uh, I julienne it and 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 pretend that it's French fries when after I bake it at four hundred degrees. Oh wow! Wow, well, so a, a rutabaga. Really Baked rutabaga slices. That sounds interesting. <laughs> oh, it's, it's I, awesome. I slice hey, mine up too, Milton. Yeah, I know you do, and then you throw it in the trash. No, and the garbage. Is yeah, well. okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're kind of the tough slices, to cut, aren't the they? The slices do better. Are they hard to cut? Like some? T- oh yeah, yeah. Pretty hard. Like a like a piece of wood. I made sweet potato slices, like he's talking about, and yeah, they were hard to cut, but. Can you have sweet potatoes yeah, on keto, or are they too? No, that's okay. Well, no, right. no, no, no. Sweet potatoes are full of carbs, so you can. And and you just got to make sure you got a sharp knife. It makes it a little easier. Okay. Cool. Thanks, Tom. Sharp knife and a sledgehammer. <laughs> or an axe. Bye, <laughs> <laughs> right, Tom. You take care. Bye, Tom. Thank you for calling. We got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call. 210-308-8867. 210 210- 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. We are live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And if you've been at Millburgers these past few weekends, you've seen all the fun that people are having. They're going through the maze. They're jumping on the moon bounce. They're going into the boutique to get unique Halloween items. They're riding the terror train with the kids. They're taking pictures with the entire family, including the dogs, at Millburgers' photo set up by the pumpkin patch. Well, I want you to mark your calendars because October 26th and 27th is Millburgers' big Halloween. 
Halloween weekend celebration, starting off with a blood drive that Saturday from 10 until 2.30. Here's my suggestion. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and make your reservation so you get in quicker and you're guaranteed a space. But come on out and give blood to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and then your neighbors. And both days that weekend, the 26th and 27th, enjoy all kinds of fun, including face painting, a balloon artist, roasted corn, virgin margaritas, Halloween treat bags, terror trains, and much, much more at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Outside of San Antonio, toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. Again, if you want more information on the event that we have, talking about next weekend's event here at Millburgers, go to millburgernursery.com, uh, millburgernursery.com. And then we've got the... Uh Gardening volunteer uh, class on Monday. Yep. Starts at noon, goes to 3 p.m. What, Jerry, the topics are uh, native? Native plants and pollinator by Donald W. Tuff. PhD. He's a tough guy. Tough doc. Yeah. And uh, he'll be the first on the program. And that, that's, that program is this coming Monday. At the San Antonio Garden Center, 3310 North New Braunfels, and uh, starts at noon, and uh, it's it's free, but a $5 donation is appreciated. Mm-hmm. And then follow, following him about 12 to 1, about mm-hmm. 1, a little after 1, they'll have planting for independence with edible native plants. I don't know what that means. But... uh, You need to go. uh, But anyway... Well, you know, to me, me it'd be much easier to survive by eating edible exotic plants like rutabaga and broccoli and tomatoes and potatoes and... uh, I guess rutabaga came from where broccoli came from, right? Both over in Europe. Uh, probably the same place turnips and yeah. beets and all those came from. Uh, I don't think they're American. No, I don't think so. But I guess the what tomatoes are South Toma- American. To- toma- well, yeah, tomatoes. Yeah. Are, tomatoes and peppers. There's an interesting book written on peppers. Uh, those peppers traveled all over the world. After the explorers found yeah, indir- them. kind of an indirect route. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, Rachel Sawinski. Okay, the NP. You remember we were talking, discussing what the NPSOT stood for. No. N- NP- last week. Okay, I'll trust you. <laughs> NP is Native Plant. Yeah. Society. Of uh, Texas. Texas, yeah. Oh, okay. NPSOT, huh? There we go. Okay, we got it. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Rachel is a longtime member of GVST and Master Gardeners and everything else, and uh, she'll be talking about uh, 
uh, planting for independence with edible native plants. We got any other classes coming up here at Mill Rivers Mill? Well, let's see. We co- well, actually, I don't yeah, know when. No, we do. David Rodriguez is going to be here. It's in November, but it's kind of quick. Uh, it's going to be here because we're kind of focusing on this. But if uh, you're not coming out to this, you may want to come out to David's presentation, which is going to be, I'm getting it up now, going to millburgernursery.com. It's going to be Saturday the 2nd, uh, lawn and landscape to-do list for winter. So it's the week after our big event. David will be here. Um, and if you want more information along that line, go to plantanswers.com. We've got uh, lawn care calendars that in our archived uh, article. Look, look, you know, look, kind of look at the spring air time, uh, or just look for lawn care, and you'll be able to find them. But uh, kind of a list of everything that you might want to do and when you do it during the year. But yeah. David will cover that too. Yeah, he sure will. And it's free. It's ten thirty to noon. So it's going to go to millburgernursery.com for more information on that. Again, don't forget about the blood drive next Saturday, too. It's uh, lots of uh, fun and festive things happening at the nursery, but the blood drive is a serious one. But uh, uh, lots of folks come out and give blood each time we have the blood drive each quarter. So uh, tell your friends, neighbors, and to come on out and be a part of the blood drive, and we'll see you, too. Uh, go to millburgernursery.com for more information on that, but go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and you can get just make a reservations for the time you want. And if you feel exhausted after that, you can get some corn. You could. And or a hot dog. And a hot dog. Yeah. Well, yeah. And might. then I imagine they're getting cookies. Give the the, the margar- margaritas bit. might perk you up and you don't have to chew anything. <laughs> I think they, they'd be kind of sweet. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can just go. But it's, it's happening here next week. It is. All right. So we and the got? weather better be good, too. Yeah, I'll have to check on the weather. Let's see if we get it uh, <laughs> that far ahead. Yeah, I don't think we get it that far ahead. Probably not. Uh, yeah, we've got a lot of good supply of uh, winter vegetables, which Calvin talked about uh, and I mentioned a while ago. Uh, to, uh, Calvin, in today's paper, uh, Section B, with a with a big pretty picture of uh, stocks on there, yeah. fragrant the one of the wonder, fra- wonder fragrant winter they, annuals. Wonder where they got that. Oh, Paul Stephen, staff file photo. But uh, I I don't know if I've ever seen a big picture like that of stocks in the paper. I remember last year we had those stocks in the uh, large plants in the containers. We had four or five, you know, in those. And I think we got some we got some stocks here now too uh, for your uh, winter garden. Plant them along with snapdragons and calendula and dianthus and Jerry's uh, ornamental kale and cabbage too. It's a good time. Yeah, and uh, they've got all different sizes of that. Like I say, the bigger the size that you plant at this time of the year the more spectacular it'll be in the spring. Still, you still want to fertilize yeah, them. Absolutely, when you put them in just there. like it's a re- regular garden yeah. plant. You're trying to get some real size while the temps are uh, still warm and then uh, ride it through through the, through the spring. Yeah, and it won't freeze. 
And uh, with the deer leading, I imagine. Oh, yeah, gosh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe, the, well, let's see, ornamental kale. Maybe maybe the deer have better taste than that. They don't maybe more like the kale. Looking through Calvin's article, I don't see pansies mentioned. Not for a while. <laughs> the pan, I know the pansies are here at Melbourne. Oh, yeah. So are the cyclamen. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's we, we generally, uh, well, then there's a plum, plumeri. Uh, oh, the... So the side sidekicks to the cyclamen too. What are they called? The uh, oh, the uh, viol- uh, not violas. Uh, the uh, yeah, the uh, paint the ones that look like they've been painted. Yeah, that's right. Well, they're they're, they're the two that we use in the shade in the winter time. Spectacular blooms, and then the pansies and and violas and uh, yeah, they're, they're related to the pansies. We use those in the sun. Generally, we like to plant those uh, like middle middle November because right. they, they don't like the warm spells. Uh, getting back to the vegetable, Calvin says uh, plant broccoli, cauliflower, collards, kale, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, and Swiss chard with transplant. And then, uh, but he didn't he didn't mention spinach in there. Hmm. That's good. <laughs> yeah, it's another one to <coughs> give a little. Uh, use seed for radish, lettuce, turnips, beets. He had to put rutabagas in there. Um, well, I know he'd be so gonna, disappointed about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. English peas. There's some and suspicion that he's getting paid by big rutabagas. Yeah, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> he's is, wants it, to is, there, over. is there a big rutabaga? Is there a big rutabaga conspiracy? You think I would tell you? Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Uh, Trace didn't come up today, but I was going to ask him if they had any of... Uh, uh, the Lobularia, uh, you know, that uh, the Texas superstar White Stream Lobularia. Uh, it can it uh, can be planted now, probably more so than uh, regular lissom can, because uh, regular lissom is kind of sensitive to heat. Well, our, our lissom is really perked up with this cool weather. That's, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. and uh, even the, that. Uh, Violet colored one. It's really looking. Is that right? Looking nice, yeah. That thing about died between uh, in the summer for us. Yeah, it was. It was even hard to, to figure out what kind of what plant it was until it oh, yeah. started putting some bloom blooms back on. They got some beautiful dianthus out here too. Uh, that's that's still a pretty tough plant. Uh, pansy kind of outshines it because it. Pansy blooms all winter, and uh, dianthus uh, kind of slows down in the winter and then picks back up in the spring. But uh, the important thing is to get them uh, get them established now for next spring. Basically, is when you're planting on petunias and calendula, uh, calendula. I mean dianthus and whatever. He, uh, Calvin mentioned calendulas. Have you had good luck with calendulas? I have. I planted uh, n- uh, 96 of them this spring. Uh, they were a little big, and they were two-inch containers, so I've had a little trouble keeping them 
from uh, drying out. Oh, you plant them in the spring? I plant them now. Oh, now, okay. Yeah. Uh, la- uh, most, most years I I don't I have good real good luck with them, good cut cut flowers, and uh, look nice in the garden. I've had a little more trouble because of the heat this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've I planted those from seed, and uh, they make beautiful plants during the winter. But uh, I had a problem with them uh, freezing out right when they bloom. Oh, gosh. I, uh, maybe it was my time. My timing was off. Yeah. Oh, the butterflies like them too. So. Oh yeah, yeah. And Kevin says pansies, cyclamen, sweet peas, and primulas are other beautiful plants for winter color. But wait to plant them until next month. Primula was what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah primula. But uh, primrose, we could also call them. I might mention that we have seen uh, cyclamens being sold already. And yes. Ahead of Calvin. We have seen them on the tables here at the, at the nursery, too. Very, very tempting. The colors are spectacular. Yeah. Pe- people wonder, how can, you, how can the grower grow them? Uh, oh, you, when, when we shouldn't be putting them out in the in the garden, you just have to be in Colorado. Yeah, they they import them all. Hmm. Even the growers here buy from growers in the cool climate to grow grow the cycle. All right, we're going to begin to wrap up for today. I want to remind you again all the information about the Halloween celebration here at Millburgers and the Blood Drive can be found at millburgernursery.com millburgernursery.com also want to remind you that uh, you can uh, uh, listen to us again tomorrow get your questions ready and call us at uh, 210-308-8867 uh, we'll be back tomorrow here at millburgers at 1604 on bull 40 road come on out and have a good time and i'll try to get those squirrel recipes on as soon as, as, soon as you can. can see you tomorrow Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.